Comparison Podcast is episode 5. I'm Jane, from me and my good friend. Kieran. And today we're discussing two actors, two male actors. One is Sir Michael Caine, and the other is... Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah. So, Al Starks is the oldest one, Michael Caine, isn't it? This is the uh, the theme. This is the premise. All right, let's go for it. So... Sir Michael Caine is here. I apologise. <laughs> he needs all the regal uh, attachments. He's born in 1933. That's a long time ago. It is. Fairly long time ago. Yeah. Now you're trying to work out how old he is, aren't you? No, I wasn't doing that. All right. I'm not even to do that. <laughs> I was just trying to think about what was in 1933. I was trying to think what was going on around 1933. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, I like to do this one quite a lot, is um, like what was he doing? What year was it when he was our age now? Oh, gee, that's some mad. So it was the 60s, wasn't it? Yeah, it would have been the swing in the 60s. He was yeah. swinging around the 60s. Well, we're, we're jumping ahead there because it, 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 he was doing a lot in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> he was, not just swinging. <laughs> so he was actually, his Michael Caine isn't his real name, which I only found out. Doesn't surprise me. No, I mean, it's doesn't surprise me. Yeah. What's his real name? So he's just... born Maurice Joseph Micklewhite. Well, that's quite an interesting name, though. Yeah, I thought so. So, but you went away from that. Yeah, he just didn't want it in the end. Sometimes don't don't uh, actors' names sort of get copyrighted. Like if someone else has got an acting name, the actor name in the guild, you can't have it again. I tell you what, you're firing on all cylinders today because bit down my notes. <laughs> That's what you get to. It's all in here. <laughs> so this is with a theme in our podcast, and all the people we're actually discovering. He wasn't really born into much wealth. Born to a, a charwoman, and do you know what a charwoman was? A charwoman. Yeah, charwoman. No. Essentially, a cleaner. <laughs> just oh, right. to go. So, rather than being a, a maid, not... a maid was someone who lived in the house and cleaned it. Mm-hmm. Whereas a charwoman came in and cleaned it like once a week or once every couple of weeks. Okay. So, essentially, just a cleaner. Just a cleaner. Yeah. And his dad was a fish market porter. Where from? So, in London. L- in yeah, he's a Londoner, isn't he? Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. Cockney, mate. That's so what he's renowned for. His I was Cockney just, accent. You said that's <laughs> like the coast and that hole or something. Like, obviously, nothing wrong. <laughs> Maybe not, not with an accent like that. No. So, and he was uh, obviously alive during the uh, World War Two. Yes. He was evacuated into to Norfolk. So he'd have been a, a, a young boy. Oh, he would have been, boy. yeah. So he would have been, yeah, sort of 10, 12 years old. Yeah. Um, yeah, evacuated to, to Norfolk. Yeah, That's so actually where he got his acting debut. Yeah. In, uh, into in the countryside, as the yeah. bombs. I tell you what always amazes me about that is the, the level of operation to do that to get all those children, all children out. out. I think... It's, it's, it's pretty like, it's astounding in the 40s. I think some, somehow there's a lot more... Um, I don't have to put this. A lot more cohesion in society back in them days. Do you know what I mean? Like, the population wasn't big. Yeah. I think things were... were there was a lot more community. community. Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? So, in a sort of sense, like, I can imagine something like that being easy to orchestrate in them times. As there was a more community spirit, because people were more well behaved. Not because well behaved, like for example, I looked, I saw a photo online the other day of um, uh, do you know, like a, a jubilee when they have them, uh, yeah, the, the Queen's jubilees and stuff like that, and they had all these um, uh, 
the street buys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are all on the street, and they're all there, and they've got their arms around each other. And they're all from the same street, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And that, the community all come together that day, and they all, they all know each other. You can see by the look on their face, and having a great day, and they all know each other, and they're all having a laugh. Because there was a community. Yeah. And I just feel this bloody old thing called technology that we're using hell of a lot today, it, it, it's literally killed our community. People are just it, looking at the phones. Back then, there was no phones in sight. They were having a laugh. They were talking to each other in the street party. So on that point, and this is a stream, and we're literally four minutes in, but <laughs> the downfall in pubs in this country, all right? Now, is that cause or is that effect? <clears throat> so what I mean is, obviously, because people don't go enough to pubs, pubs have to shut. Mm-hmm. Whereas it takes away that sense of community. Now, are we less of a community-based society because pubs don't exist anymore? Or are pubs not existing because we're just less of a community-based society? I think the latter. Yeah, I think you could almost draw a graph, and you could see a sharp decline in the pub establishment, and probably from the early two thousands to now, as a, hard, a sharp rise goes up in the use of social media. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. Actually. Because think about even when we first started going out. Yeah. What yeah. did you do? How did you meet people? You had well, to go out. Yeah, it was all out and about. Yeah, yeah. And social media, we have we've said in the past, we've said this in the past on the um, comparison podcast is that uh, we did it, grew up in a very interesting time where. There really was that sort of tr- uh, that that transition um, socially, yeah. Um, where as we was getting to our late teens, social media was just starting to kick off. But we still experienced having to go out into towns and the pubs yeah. to go meet people. Yeah, yeah, people don't have to do that anymore. No, they can meet people by in the comfort of their, of their sofa. Absolutely, and um, and we love the comfort of our sofa. We do like the comfort of our sofa. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we all, maybe I'm looking at it through um, rose tinted glasses and going on oh, that cardboard. Wonderful community spirit. <laughs> when people back then will be looking at us going, fuck, you know, that's better, isn't it? You I wish I could stay at home. Sally <laughs> on the phone, like, don't have to go down. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Right, yeah, so he's gonna got his acting debut and actually in the village school uh, during the war, which I think is great, you know, school plays like that are always, always good fun. Sorry, I thought it was in war. <laughs> I think that's great, by the way, war. <laughs> Uh, so after the war, he's, he's, he's come back to London, obviously, and this is where he's from, where his parents were. And he's lived in, uh, lived in a prefabricated house that was put up, uh, made in Canada, I think, uh, and put up as temporary housing for because London was destroyed. He lived there for 18 years. <laughs> so it wasn't that temporary. <laughs> Say that again. He lived it, so after the war, because yeah. London was bombed to shit. Yeah, yeah. By the um, old Luftwaffe. Aye. Um, there was temporary housing for... Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's actually becoming a thing in 2023. It's prefabricated houses. So, they it's essentially... Prefabricated. So, they make them in a factory. So, they'll make... And McDonald's, I think, did this with a lot of their restaurants. If you look at a lot of them, very similar. Yeah. And they'll basically build the four walls in a factory. Mm-hmm. They bring them on a lorry to site mm-hmm. and lift them up. Put a roof on, done that within can. yeah within like a week they can make a house. It, it's becoming a thing now with timber frame buildings. Really? Yeah, yeah. So you ever heard that thing that they can erect a McDonald's in twenty four hours or do forty hours? Something silly, yeah. But that's that's because it's all prefabricated, yeah. and that that's what he lived in, which was supposed to be temporary. Lived there for eighteen years, so wasn't okay. that temporary? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if you look around <laughs> us now and yeah. a few of the villages and stuff, you can actually still see some of these concrete uh, concrete prefab. Uh, prefabricated houses, yeah, and they're a bugger to work on because they? they just can't cast concrete. Now I know, ah. but that's the end of the story. 
<laughs> it sounds like they served a well good purpose, though, do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, that's, it's, it's fast and it's, it was the way it was to be out. It must have been phenomenally expensive at the time. Yeah. Um, so I did say he got his acting debut during the war, but then it was when he was uh, sort of 10 years old, he was uh, Ugly Sister's father in a production of Cinderella. Ugly and apparently, father. yeah, he had his zip undone by accident. And wardrobe malfunction, so we say, and he got a real good laugh off the audience. And this is where he sort of got the bug for what? performing. And is this when he was at school? Did you say? Uh, I didn't see when it was. I just thought it was a production of Cinderella. He's ten, so yeah, he was. He was. Oh, okay. He was a young boy. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he got a, he got a kick from that. He got a kick like, and he got a laugh. Yeah. And, yeah. And, um, this is what I want to be. I want to be entertaining yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where he got that. Um, and then war comes again, or, or the military comes again for him. So 1952 to 1954, jumping national forward service, a bit. I'm guessing? National service, yeah. Sorry to jump again, yeah. No, not jumping the gun. I said he's jumping. We're jumping forward a bit in the timeline here. Mm. But yeah, 1952, 1954, national service. Which, it, it, um, spoiler alert, there's something coming up later about that as well, which I thought was quite interesting. Cool. But it's um, it's not really a thing you you do anymore is it no um a lot of people say unfortunately yeah yeah to, uh, to talk about actually yeah i um i did a couple of years in the um, army reserve um oh yeah i remember yeah. you saying yeah yeah um so teach you a lot it was great what a great experience recommend it recommend it and i reckon probably i've always been quite a confident person but um I'd really recommend it to anyone who's got confidence issues. Do you know what I mean? It's good for this, it's good for a man to be among other men like that. Put it down. <laughs> that sounds really strange. But it's, it's, I can just imagine for any guy that was struggling with confidence yeah. issues, it could it could really come out of it the other end as such a better person. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would say I'll give it a try, but I'm definitely not going to. So <laughs> the one thing that absolutely terrifies me is the prospect of war and conscription and stuff like that. Does it really? Absolutely, yeah. Well, the 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 the, the concept of war terrifies me, um, obviously. But um, would you not find enjoyment in the idea of the army? Yeah, I mean, because no. um, I can I, I don't think there's anything wrong in saying I'd love to be in the army. I'd yeah, to have that. But even the greatest soldier um, doesn't want war. Yeah, not. and I think anyone who does that, oh, no, I want war. I'd like, yeah, I suppose you're part yeah. of the team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I'm still not going there. You're not going to get me on the old. Uh, not recruiter. Yeah, recruitment. I failed the interview. So yeah, he was doing national service. Um, let's break off from uh, Sir Michael at the moment and go to. Is it Sir Christian or not? Not yet. <laughs> is he even British actually, Christian Bale? British. He's British, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. Talking about that. Right. From a research, I couldn't quite get if he's Welsh or English. Different sources say different things. Yeah. Surely, like, was, no. maybe I think well, maybe maybe one parent's Welsh, one parent's England. Yeah. But he didn't. So Christian Bale. Yeah. As of as of as of today, um, he's forty six years old. Yeah. He's a British actor, and starred in some of the biggest roles I would say in the last um, last twenty years. I would say so. I think some of those iconic films. Yeah, I think he's got some really good. Yeah, acting definitely. credits for sure. Absolutely. There's been obviously thousands of films made every year. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Some of the ones that he did have like really 
had a stable place in, in, in society. Do you know what I mean like in um, in, art, in filmography? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. They stand out of people's minds. In popular culture, I think that's probably what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that was when he did Dark Knight Rising and stuff. He really hit the... Well, let me ask you. So, okay. for many people, I feel um, it's age-depending on your introduction to Christian Bale. Yeah. Um, and I think there are probably three films that you probably first discovered in, depending on your age. It could be The Empire of the Sun, yeah. um, into prominence as a, as a teenager. Um, as Patrick Bateman in The American Psycho. Yeah, yeah. And as our age, we know him as Batman. See, I, I obviously didn't do the research on Bale, <clears throat> but the one film that always sticks out in my mind, and this is one I think was one of his standout performances. That was in my notes last year. Was it? I was going to ask you, what, what, where do you know him from? I think the film was called The Fighter. Yes. And he played a down and out boxer, if I remember correctly. Kind of. Yeah. He was down and out at the time, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then he, I think, and this is what I really respect about Bale's acting and, and get really getting into it. A lot of actors do do it. <clears throat> but I think he really stripped down very skinny for the role, if I remember he did. correctly. He did, a lot of weight. Yeah. But you might be mistaking for what you just said there. Yeah. He was a lot more famous for doing it for another role. Oh, is that is it Dallas Buyers Club? No. no, that was um, Matthew McConaughey. Was that one? Is it Dallas Buyers Club? Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, it's Matthew McConaughey. No? Okay. So what did he send down for? Can we? Can, right, let me go. So let me give you a history of Christian. Okay, Bale. you go for history of Christian Bale, and I'll we're, think. We're skipping ahead. Here, <laughs> We've got this until later on. This is later on. Okay, go on then. So, um, yeah. On that bit. <laughs> um, so he was he discovered that he wanted to do acting when um, his sister got a part in a stage play. Okay. So he wanted to do that. Like, I want to do that. Wow, wow. The older sister. Like, oh, I want a bit of that. Got to copy, copy down the older sister for sure. Absolutely. And um, he moved around a hell of a lot as a child. His okay. mother was a circus performer and his oh, dad wow. was a pilot. Wow, okay. They didn't stay much. They didn't stay in a place for long. No, no. No, and it was constantly moving around. A pi- sorry, pilot. Was commercial pilot or Air Force? Not 100% just, sure. Okay, just think, pilot. I think military. Oh, okay. okay. Military pilot. Well, it could be not. It could be I mean, I mean, it's just, just with the moving around a lot, it tends to be military personnel, doesn't it? Don't listen to the podcast. Do your research, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Please listen. <laughs> um, and the... Um, so one of his first major successes was he was in a, a stage play um, called Nerd, and he performed along Rowan Atkinson. Oh, wow. He was okay. young, very yeah. young, as this happened. He was performing along Rowan Atkinson. And watching Rowan basically became his inspiration for acting. Wow, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked that. Yeah, no. okay. And, um, I mean, another phenomenal actor. Another phenomenal actor. Yeah, yeah. Very good at his job. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it was probably that... I'm assuming it was our very first um, sort of exposure to a professional lab. You know, obviously... Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes we probably laugh at Rowan Atkinson because obviously he's in a lot of comedic roles. Yeah, yeah. But, well, we know him. He's very famous because he's bloody good at his job. Yeah, So yeah. I wonder yeah. what... So what Christian fell in love with was... Which I didn't think that I'd know about Rowan Atkinson is he is kind of a methodical actor. He wouldn't talk to any of the actors in between... In between... In between... Um, in between What's it called? Not, uh, in between scenes. scenes and stuff like that. Okay, yeah. It, and, and in between, and, and uh, during the show and stuff like that, they didn't really know 
you know, the real Rowan because he'd stay in character and he didn't yeah, want to yeah. expose the other actors to the real Rowan. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Just when he got there, he was in character. Yeah. And Christian was exposed to that first thing called method acting. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and he was, he was, he was, he was, he was so impressed by it. Um, I mean, who wouldn't be? Rowan Atkinson's great. If you're, if you're listening, Rowan, drop me a DM. <laughs> And uh, it's not the first time it's come up in the podcast, is it? No, it came, Blackadder it came up. Uh, yeah, Blackadder, mm-hmm. Mr. Bean, mm-hmm. we talked about mm-hmm. comparing Mr. Bean and Charlie Chaplin, yeah. I think he might have been in three of the episodes out of five or eight. <laughs> Rowan. Okay, uh, yeah, if you are listening, Rowan, <laughs> thanks very much. If you want to come on. <laughs> yeah, you want to be a guest. We'll compare you to uh, whoever you want to be compared to. <laughs> yeah. Just let us know. Um, and then... Um, through through people in the industry, he got recommended to, to, to someone recommended him as for the role in uh, Spielberg's Empire of the Sun, yeah, nineteen eighty seven so. film based on a really good novel, yeah, um, and it's about a British, um, it's about a war coming to Shanghai, I think, in China, okay, yeah, and his British family that lived there, yeah, British family lived in very very. Um, you know, how do we put it? Prestigious life. I don't know, not, not prestigious, but a time where Brits lived a very good life in China. Do you know what I mean? Well, probably most Chinese didn't live a yeah. very life. Um, so they're very, um, oh, not, what's the word I'm looking for? Privilege. Privilege. That's the word I'm looking for. And war comes to China, Shanghai and he, he loses his family and it's about his struggle finding, struggle to find safety, I guess. Come across American soldiers for that. Now we talked about Empire of the Sun before. I mentioned it didn't on the you? podcast, yeah. and I said I was going to watch it. Mm. I haven't, mm. but I have just looked at the cast. <laughs> it's just surprising people in the cast. So you've obviously got Christian Bale, like you talked about. Yeah, John Malkovich. Yes, he's in it. Yeah, and and this next one really surprised me. Ben Stiller. I can't remember in it. I watched it. I watched the film about five six years ago, and I. Can't Oh, yeah. it, Nigel Havers as well. And I was surprised it's a Spielberg film as well. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch that. Paul McGann, Doctor Who. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And he, um, um, by the way... I'm going to make a Bale, promise for the second time I'll watch that film. Watch it. Watch <laughs> it. And by the way, is it in, I tell you what, it's not in tomorrow's because it's a very average report, but I think it's a very good good one. It's kind of the film, it's the kind of film that couldn't get made today because when you're watching it, do you know when they use, they don't use any CGI? Yeah, it's yeah. It's always like the scenes are just all real. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. It really comes across. It comes off the screen and you feel like you're there. Um, you know it wouldn't get made today because it's too expensive to make today. Um, anyway, Christian was very young and he did an exceptionally good role. Yeah. Uh, performance, sorry. And um, got a lot of acclaim. And he hated it. He hated the media. He hated it all. He, it just wasn't for him. He just hated the experience of fame. Pretty much. Again, this harks back to Charlie Chaplin we talked about. He was the same. I remember uh, you were saying about him coming out in a train station and being in the middle of the crowd and feeling so lonely. Mm-hmm. So it's these people. And this is quite a trope you see of quite a lot of famous people as well. They they, they want to do something that, that in turn gets them famous and they really don't want the fame. They just want to do <laughs> Yes, absolutely. No, I think with Christian, yeah, it was, um, he fell in love with the role of acting. But yeah. with acting, if you're going to go to the highs... You're going to get a lot yeah. of attention, <laughs> which you probably didn't want. No, no. Oh, that's a shame. I was actually going to mention a, a connection between them two, uh, um, similar sort of backgrounds that, you know, Christian Bale's mother 
was a circus performer again that's sort of something to yeah. and then um and then charlie chaplin's father was a singer and actor again yeah so they both came from sort of performing performing yeah, backgrounds okay. anyway and um yeah and then christian he, 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 he shied away from acting and sort of moved away from that well after empire of the sun so he, yeah he's yeah, not yeah, wanting yeah, to do any yeah, acting yeah, anymore he, understand the media attention okay they're still a young child which is kind of understandable a lot of pressure for a young ch- yeah. for a child to take that kind of attention yeah, yeah. it's hard for adults to take it yeah you know what I mean imagine a child taking it he sounds quite um, uh, what's the word sort of mature to to appreciate that he's getting that and that he doesn't like it rather than sort of getting swept up in it and doing what other people want him to do and, yeah. and pursuing it and everything sort of like that is is real ass that's not <laughs> That's, that's quite a mature attitude, really. Yeah, absolutely. But we'll move it back to you. Okay, so we're coming back to Mr. Okay. Kane. So he's been involved in his national service, done his bit for his country. Um, and what he did do, he did change his name, but he changed it to Michael White, uh, just as a stage name, generally, as he was doing a few performances and stuff. Uh, probably a bit snappier rather than Michael White and all that sort of so, so it's Michael White at this point, so this is early 50s. And he's moved down to London, uh, July 1953. Um, his agent has said, you can't have Michael White. There's already a Michael White. Ah. <laughs> so you can't do it. So he's, he's changed his name once from uh, Maurice Joseph Michael White to Michael White. I wonder, when I, I brought up a podcast tonight, yeah. I wonder if... Um, I'd heard it through the Michael Caine story at some point in my life. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. So then he's, uh, yeah, his agent said that, and he's he's looking around, looking for inspiration, said, I need a name now, is what his agent was saying. And he saw advertised for a performance of the Kane Mutiny. So he said, uh, okay, I'm Michael Kane now. <laughs> it's quite funny how often you hear those kind of stories. It's yeah. Honestly, the, um, the yellow one with um, Chris Martin. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. You just look at the yellow pages. But it's those sort of things that, they, they sound trivial and stupid, but that's after you after you learn the story. So, mm. like, Michael Caine is so synonymous, you think, oh, it's a really cool name, yeah. I really like it. But if he'd not made it and been so famous, would people just laugh at him for being called Michael Caine? It's yeah. like, that sounds like a silly name. Yeah. And uh, another example was, sorry, um, uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Okay. I heard this one. Oh, okay. So, the song, obviously. Yeah. Uh, smells yeah. Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Saw it on, yeah. What a beautiful, what a beautiful bit of poetry. Yeah, great songwriter. Um, one of one of the great songwriters that we know of the night is. Um, saw it on the Ocean Come. Oh, really? Smells <laughs> like Teen Spirit. Fair enough. Do you know it's kind of odd sometimes, isn't it? Art and poet and poetry, like yeah, and what we attribute to people. Well, that's where they. I mean, I suppose that's where they take inspiration from the world, and it's what you see around you, and and they take that and, and move it forward and make something. Great out of it, yeah, yeah. Why not? Mm. Um, yeah, so he's got his, he's got his name. He's doing a lot of little stuff. So early fifties, he's he's in a few plays and stuff, really trying to make his name in the acting world. And his breakout role came in Zulu. Oh, what a <laughs> film! So he got. <laughs> so he was, he was talking with the producers, and he was actually wanting to go for the role of the Cockney because he is Cockney. But he got told he wasn't Cockney enough. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not Cockney enough? Not Cockney enough. Rubbish. Now, he got the part as a 
the officer or the aristocratic sort of officer. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah. Um, because the producers and the can director, I just interject? Of course, you can. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't feel like I've had enough like interjection on this, uh, on this podcast. <laughs> You're not interjecting just to okay. interject, are you? <laughs> what the hell did he just <laughs> blew my brain? Um, talking about Empire of the Sun one time, yeah, and about how you couldn't make that film today, yeah. yeah. Talk about another film that you couldn't make today, well, yeah, and it's absolutely brilliant because it could only be it could only be made in that time, yeah. Nothing wrong about it, but I'm just saying you couldn't do it today. No. It just wasn't possible. The people didn't they actually use the tribe to do it? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just, like, yeah. It's it wouldn't be what. So when you capture something like that on screen, what a remarkable film you've made. Yeah, this is it, and it, it's it's forever in the zeitgeist. And it's, yeah, no, I get it. Sorry to interject. Just no, no, you're fine. You bring that bring that thing up. You've broken me off now. What's mm. I saying? Um, I have no idea. No, um, so you got the the role and the. He auditioned for the sort of officer and <clears throat> the producer and director. He didn't really do a great job. But the producer and director thought he sounded quite posh. And then he's later said, well, that's because they're not from England. <laughs> they don't really know what a company sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> but he's done it and that was his breakout role. Um, I'm not going to list all his films. Um, I'm going to do, do five or six now yeah. to show you sort of uh, the prolificness. Is that the word? Prolific? Prolific would be um, how prolific you are. Yeah. Like Stephen King's one of the most prolific. Yeah. Or one, or one of the most prolific authors. Prolificness. Constantly. Prolificness. Mm. No, I don't think it would be. I think it would be how prolific okay. they are. How prolific they are. So it, in total, it's got 160 films. Wow. I'm not just going to uh, tell you what, Talking about prolific actors. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, yeah. Like, has, he, has he been in every film ever? <laughs> like if you if you actually not watch every film very carefully, is he in there somewhere? Yeah, yeah. He's in, I swear he's in everything. Ah, uh, he's just creeping around in the background. Wow, I'm sure, I think he actually might hold the record. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, 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 I think I heard that, and I think he did. Mm. But yeah, my, I'm not going to list all of Michael Caine's films. Okay. But from 1964 onwards, it then goes to Ipocrite's File, 1965, Funeral in Berlin, 1966, Billion Dollar Brain, 1967. Did you say Billion Dollar? Yeah. Hmm. Billion Dollar Brain, 1967. Okay. Italian Job, 1969. What's that? No, I'm joking. <laughs> so, you're only supposed to play the bloody doors. I'll get back to that. Never <laughs> you never seen the Italian I've Job? Never, I've never sat down and watched the Italian no. Job. Okay. That's bad, isn't it? It's That's so, bad. It's so <laughs> <laughs> But that just shows yeah. you how prolific he is. So, in the space of five years there, he's done a film a year. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is pumping it. I mean, that's why he's got to 160. Yeah. Um, he talked about... It, it, Rough figures estimate his, his films that he's featured in have grossed at about $7.8 billion. So films he's been in. Per one? No, 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 no. I'm joking. I saw the expression on your face, what you can't believe that. <laughs> no, but that's pretty amazing, isn't it? It is really like, good, He's yeah. been a, a massive contributor to seven point what? $7.8 billion. The guy's money. He's making a lot of money. And he's having a lot of impacts, and he's he's building up and, and honing his craft. He's really doing that, mm. doing a stellar job. But he's, he films must have just got turned around that much quickly in those days. That's what I was thinking, reading it, like listing them off. Like, well, they're only a year apart. Do you know what's kind of funny? That like, we always talk on this podcast about how the world's quicker, 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 quicker. Yeah. But for example, you've just given an example there where major actors probably wouldn't be today would not be. Doing roles at that, 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 that level. That quickly, that no, quickly. No. And another example that just came to my brain, as random it is, is boxers. Like, the top boxers, like when Mike Tyson was fighting and Muhammad Ali, yeah. um, Frazier, whatever, 
Like, they were fighting like once a month, do you know what I mean? Like, but now today, they don't fight. No, like, no. Never really. They fight like once a year. Yeah, like, they talk stuff again. Just, just, just a little comparison there. On yeah, the comparison podcast. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Is um, yeah, we always think about this future world we live in of just getting faster and faster, churning, churning, churning. But then, as uh, Jamie just exa- uh, gave us a great example there, couple of um, couple of couple of examples of they were faster back in the day at doing things. Yeah, they were just kicking it out all the time. Yeah. So by 1967, it's really established himself. By uh, what year, sorry? 1976. 1976. 1976, really established so, himself. I don't know if you know, but at that point, is he, is he one of the top top actors yeah. around, going around? Yeah. I mean, he's been in a lot. Um, a lot of people are saying he's, you know. He's the boy. He's the boy. <laughs> 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 I don't know if that's the exact words. Mm. But no, he's, he's, he's just in roles left, right and centre. He's just kind of never away from the zygote. I wish I had a bit more knowledge cities. on it. I'd be like trying to compare like, big American actors around that time. I don't know. No, neither do I. Um, I should have looked that up, actually. But um, he's done well. I mean, he, he did go against Lawrence Olivier. He's a, a part opposite Lawrence Olivier. But he's he's just really stabbed himself as a star, and cool. he's he's been in a lot of films, done a lot of things, been really around it. Was that the, world. the list you just gave there? Was that the last? Was that all you listed? Of no, no, I I, I, I just things later on. Yeah, I'm just not going. The uh, film I love, I did early sixties. Oh, but it's not in the time frame, so I'll bring, yeah. it, I'll bring it up later. What I was just what I wanted really struck me. I mean, Zulu is fifty nine years ago. Um. No, that's not right. 59 years ago. I can't be right. His math is, com- his maths is coming out. Yeah, it's 59 years ago, yeah. Well, I've got a maths, aren't you, I think? But it's part yeah. of your job, isn't it? We'll go into that. That's for the after hours. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's just really struck me is that bang, 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 year after year after year, he's, mm. he's just in a lot of productions. Work, work, work. <laughs> yeah. Work ethic. Work, work, work. He's really... Well, I suppose, again, I mean, this is... We're harking back. If you haven't listened to previous episodes, you just listen because we did talk about this before. But the way things moved slowly then in terms of exposure, you've got to get yourself about to be seen. Whereas mm-hmm. now you can do one film and it's all over the world within a month. So, for example, I'm just, yeah, that's a really good point you just brought there where like we was talking about Charlie Chaplin in early episodes. Like, fame came slowly. Like, it, was a, it, it, moved, it moved across countries slowly over months. Yeah. Like, yeah. for example, how um, albums used to work. Like, in America, you... You would, you it would be a, you'd go from city to city, sorry, from from um state to state, city to city, and gradually you'd make your album bigger. Like yeah, yeah. um, that's how it used to be done. Um, another example is films used to work like that way. Yeah, yeah. Spielberg had changed that with the release of Jaws. Oh, okay. The very first person to come up with the concept of the blockbuster. Jaws was the first blockbuster. Yes, where the concept oh, okay. was. So, <clears throat> I mean, even what do you what do you even understand by the, the concept blockbuster? Uh, yeah, you just, is it just a big film? I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, what a block. What so? What it was was, as I just said, in the past you would go from state to state, country yeah. to country, release your film like that, and you'd drawn out process over months to months. Spielberg, literally, this is probably why he's so famous. He came, he, he came up with the concept of how about we just release massive advertising and then release the same film in all the states, all the places. And also okay. at the same night, bang. And that was a block. Oh. And it was a revelation. It was like, wow, whoa, that's and it generated a lot of money. 
and that was the that he was the first person to do that. Wow. Okay. I mean, I just always assumed it was always like that. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't like that. Funny you say about Jaws because guess who was in the fourth and final Jaws film? <laughs> There's four of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was surprised. What's going on with this shark? <laughs> <laughs> Jaws: The Revenge. Wow. Is Mr. Uh, Michael Caine? Didn't surprise me. Even in a lot of films. Well, he's yeah, he's, he's been, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> been in so much. He's Sherlock Holmes, and without a clue. I mean, you could just, there's there's 160, you could just go on and on and on. He's in TV, playing Jack the Ripper. It's just, it's, you could just go on and on naming films, but we're not here to laundry list that. He's been in a lot. So he's been the, yeah, so he's, he's really come along in the 70s, uh, into the 80s. He's really established himself as a star. Um. I don't want to move on to where he starts coming back, but I think we should go and speak about before, before I get on to oh. before I get on to the next bit because that okay. spoiler alert is a bit of a crossover, uh, which we've already mentioned, which you're yes. probably going to get yeah, if you think, know. Maybe, you know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll beat you to the crossover. <laughs> my crossover. Get off my crossover. It's not much of a spoiler because if you know anything about either of these two, then you'll know about. <laughs> crossover. Uh, yeah, tell me a little bit more about Mister Christian Bale. So, Mr. Bell, yep. <clears throat> tell me what you understand about his acting style, which is he's, he's quite renowned for on the internet, do you know what I mean? But, uh, do you know anything about it? No, you put no. me in a really sticky spot really? here. I, I, I know good acting when I see it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a studier of acting. I wouldn't be able to say, oh, yes, you know, he's very thespian. Okay. Or anything such the like of that. So you tell me about his acting style. I was surprised. He didn't know. Um, so he's quite renowned for being a method actor. <laughs> you didn't look surprised. You looked disappointed. <laughs> very diplomatic, my choice of words. That's surprising. Okay, yeah. He's a method actor. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like diving deep into a role. Yeah, really immersing yourself. Yeah, like you were talking about yeah, previously. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and uh, what surprised me when I heard about this, I thought that would come from a place of power. That is in, I want to be so good at my role. Yeah. I'm going to get so deep into it. I'm yeah. Get my role. But what surprised me with Christian Bale, it actually comes from a place of vulnerability. Well, uh, he, well, if he doesn't do it like that, he thinks he's not going to be able to do it properly? Or? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So, um, Fair enough. I watched an interview with him, and he said this. He said, I always imagine when I get to the set, the director is going to turn to me and say, I don't even like this scene. Make it up. And I have to be ready for that. And if right. I'm not ready for that, I feel very insecure. Ah, uh, okay. Which I thought was very strange. He's very, you know, he's probably a very dynamic guy and he'd be, you know, he'd be ins- inspiration and wanting to be the best. Yeah. He comes from a place of vulnerability that he actually, why he gets into his method acting. He wants to be, fear, yeah, wants to be prepared. Yeah, okay. Fear that he's going to not be good enough at his job, which really shocked me. Yeah, it's pretty surprising. And then I started thinking about that line where he said, um, that he needs to be ready. And is, is, is it because it come from feeling like he's playing second fiddle a lot in, in his career? Obviously, his sister was an actor before him. Yeah. Then when he was doing Empire of the Sun, he was a child on set. Yeah. Um, Amongst, amongst, as you were saying earlier, many big actors. Yeah. To, so he was in, and maybe he never got away from that. That's the feeling of that inferiority feeling of like, you know what I mean? Being a child, um, it, it, while you're on this big, it's Steven Spielberg's directing it. Yeah. You've got yeah. Stiller knocking about, Malkovich, 
Do you know what I mean? People have gone to great, great actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're this little kid walking around having fun. Maybe that mindset never left him. Every time he went back onto a film set, he always thought he was the underling. He was the... Yeah, I mean, that, that level of um, uh, humble is is quite endearing. You know, he's he's good, but he, he's, he's always wanting to be better because he doesn't feel it in himself. He's, he's just humble with it all. A lot, people a lot of people can take greatness. a lesson out of that. A lot of people have gone to greatness. Um, I think it comes from either two ends of the spectrum. It comes from fear yeah. and vulnerability, and I need to be better. But otherwise, or it comes from complete ego. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like genius probably has spawned from them one of them to 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 ends of the spectrum. And yeah, and never else. Ninety ninety percent, ninety nine percent of the population in the middle with people who are completely in fear. Yeah, go on to do expanding things, and the ones who are absolutely completely egotistical on do expanding things. Maybe. Maybe. I'm just talking shit. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. 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 Um, So, um, we haven't talked about, I haven't talked much about his his roles, and I'm going to bring up the film, American Psycho. Okay. Please say you've seen it. Otherwise, this is going to drop. I mean, I I can say I've seen it, if you would like me to say that. Have you seen it? Do you want me to be truthful? Yes. I have not seen it. Oh, he's never watched American Psycho. <laughs> Sorry, you've never, man. You've never, you've never met Patrick Bateman. No. no. I mean, I, I know him in the role. I know him in the role. But no, I've, I've, I've never seen that film, unfortunately. It's going to be very hard to have a podcast now, isn't it? A conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I want you to tell me about it. I want you to make that. Like, well, let's take, this, let's take this as a golden opportunity. To do my favourite thing. Do your favourite thing and, and let's talk me. to people. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want you to tell me about why are you so disgusted that I've not seen American Psycho? Because I wanted to do a good podcast. Well, this isn't the American Psycho <laughs> podcast, is it, Kieran? <laughs> um, so, American Psycho. Yeah. It's a it's a film about a serial killer. Is he a psycho? He's a serial killer. <laughs> Is he American? No, he's British. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. The film, is um, the film was, they were always originally going to go to Leonardo DiCaprio. And this is a common theme in his career. What, him and Leo were... Um, yeah, um, Leo basically got every role okay. right. that he wanted to get. And then the one role that Leo rejected, he got it. American wow. Psycho. Ah, okay. Again, back to my another theme there about this sort of like um, inferior, yeah. inferiority complex. Right. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, American Psycho is a film about a serial killer. Basically, there's a lot going on there because on the surface, it's a um, it's a it's a, it's a slasher. It's a, you know, it's a, yeah. But there's a hell of a lot more going on there. It's it's basically a critique of capitalism. That's okay. why I wish you'd watched it because it's a very deep film, really. Got panned by critics, not panned. It was criticised a lot for being over excessive in its um, violence and stuff like that. It right. is about serial killers, so don't mm. know what we're going on there. But um, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's layers to American Psycho where it's set in the I think in the late eighties, early nineties. It's sort of a, a, an American boom in in, in, in the Wall Street, um, and it's about a guy called Patrick Bateman, and he's a serial killer, and it is basically. Uh, from as far as I'm aware, a critique of capitalism, yeah. where we're all just becoming almost inhuman. Right, okay. Um, and 
it's a very famous ending where it's kind of strange. You don't know what's going on. Right. And, um, it's, yeah, it's difficult to come to if you've never seen it. But, um, <laughs> I'm watching you scroll. I'm sorry, I've let you down. Yeah, it's, no, it's okay. I've let my family down. watch America's No, I mean, it's always been on the radar, but. Yeah. Those, those sort of films, slashers and stuff, don't really appeal to me all too much. Yeah, which, which like I said, like, so I always thought, I never want to watch Fight Club. Yeah. There's, there's depth to it. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot going on in Fight Club. I think all those sort of good films are like. Yeah. Now you've described this. American as, Psycho is not your typical slasher. Yeah. Film. Now you start describing it as a sort of. It's a psychological. There's a deepness to it. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to check it out, and then we'll co- reconvene. In yeah, two we'll years. talk. We'll talk back. Two years. Tune in again to the American. To the uh, American. Oh, the um, tune into the comparison podcast in the future. We'll bring it up again. Yeah, we'll we'll when do. Games watch it. I tell you what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to listen back and write down all the promises that we've made. <laughs> or that I've made. I said, I'm going to watch Empire of the Sun. I'm going to watch American Psycho. And then we'll have to have an, an episode, like maybe for a hundredth episode. <laughs> Is everything you said you were going to do, you've done? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll mention one thing about American Psycho. Is the, is the ending, spoiler alert, if, you don't, if you've never seen it, which you right. haven't, no. so therefore I shouldn't talk about it. Okay. I'm I'm just gonna take my headphones off and plug my ears. Right. Three, two, one. He's done it. He's actually doing it. It's up for interpretation the end of American Psycho, I think. Potentially some people will say no, this is actually what's happening. But the ending, um, I've always believed is saying that they don't know who's who do they? And what it's saying is capitalism is turning us all into the same. We don't know what's going on, there's no humanity anymore. We'll all just become the same, the same product, buying, doing the same things. And I think it's sort of a criticism of that. Anyway, this has been the Kieran Marsden Comparison Podcast. <laughs> it's been great to have you. My soothing voice. Oh, he's back. Sorry. Yeah, back. yeah all right. Sorry. Ah, oh, Jamie. How are you doing, mate? Um, yeah. <clears throat> that was incredibly uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, probably for the listeners as well. <laughs> Where's the uh, where's the monotone bloke gone? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're probably going, where's the voice of reason? Probably oh fuck that! Um, <laughs> Wait, yeah, I think we should go back to. Want to go back? To All Mr. right. Kane. So, let me tell you a little bit more about Mister Sir. No, not Mister. It's not Mister Sir. Michael Absolutely, Kane. get it right. So yeah, as I was saying, he's prolific. He's done loads of films. His real return to form, as she won a Golden Globe for, mm. was Little Voice in 1998. So 1998, Little Voice? Yeah. And he won a Golden Globe for this? He won a Golden Globe for that. I've never heard of it. So you're talking over a span of 30 years there, and his return to form has come in 1998. How now, old is he around this time? Can we... So he was born in 33, in 98, so that's 60, well, be 60 years would be... 93, so that's plus five years, so 65. So to anyone listening, you know, I'm 34 now, yeah. and you think, probably oh, pass it. Yeah. They never passed it, guys. Come on, never Michael came back, back on track in his early 60s. Mental to think that. I When I say, so I'm going to ask you the same question you asked me. When you think Michael came, what film do you think of? He's not in the um, Mr. Great Escape, in it? 
No, no, that's um, Stephen Queen. What am I talking about? Well, the film that I do think about, and I'm sure it's not his most famous, is uh, it's not his most famous at all. The film I love, that I, that the, the one I watched and I enjoyed the most. I really hope you're going to say the same film as me. Harry Brown. Harry Brown! <laughs> <laughs> Come on, boy. Man, what a film. Yes, yes, that is exactly what I wanted to say. I mean, we're skipping forward from 1998 to 2009, but that is a moment of pure synergy right there. And I tell you what, um, I know he brought up in the earlier podcast, but I knew, I knew I had faith yeah. in Jamie. He's going to bring those <laughs> Because sometimes, do you think we, like, again, look through rose tinted glasses and look at the hit of the past and go, oh, this is Jesus, Jesus. But that film, for me, is... You're on the edge of your seat. You lie. Yeah. It draws you in. Yeah. And again, it, and it's remarkable in so many ways. It's like, it's, it's not... Been, sorry, I'm taking over. I'm taking no, over. No, go, no, Tell me. No, to, you're fine. Do, do it, do it. So, do it. my personal first introduction to Michael Caine was as Nigel Powers. <laughs> where, it's funny, I was reading about this and it never occurred to me at the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's how funny Austin Powers is. I just... <laughs> yes. I'd say the name and I started choking. So, Austin Powers, and I, know, I never realised this, and I should at the time, but Austin Powers is a, a partial parody of Michael Caine in the 60s anyway. It is. And, uh, great casting. Yeah, and he comes up and plays Nigel Powers. That was my first ever exposure to Michael Caine. And this is why he's probably such a great bloke. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's just... Even a parody. Yeah, it? I'll get on to that later because that's another fantastic point. But my first real... Um, uh, for into his serious stuff, but yeah, it was Harry Brown. What a great, fantastic concept for I've a film. I've watched it two or three times. And yeah, I, I honestly, over the last 10 years, maybe, maybe even go about 15 years, it's, there's not many been filmed, there's not been many. I'm sure there's been plenty of times where I've been captured by a film, but that was one of them. Yeah, you just do you know where you actually forget about the room? You're yeah, in? yeah, almost. Yeah, you're there, you're like, com- you're like, com- you're like completely you're, immersed, you're, in, you're yeah. immersed, yeah, like in the film, yeah. Is that a film? And uh, anyone listening to this podcast, and you don't know that film, please go watch it. I'll give you a brief, um, if you don't know it, I'll give you a brief rundown of the film. But essentially, he's a, he's a retired Marine, um, and his, his friend gets murdered by. He, he lives on a, um, uh, I don't know if it's quite a council estate, but I don't think it's housing association or something like that. That's got, that comes to my mind. Yeah, quite a deprived sort of area. And um, his friend gets murdered by gang culture or whatever and he basically sets off to avenge him <laughs> and it's it, it what i was saying earlier about well let's come back to national service being reintroduced after harry brown michael kane has actually started a well, he's probably finished now because it's 2009 but he did want to start reintroducing national service it really, to, yeah. to, to bring and, and again this starts back to what you're saying about army and um being in the reserve to bring back that community and bring back um a bit of self-worth to, to these people that were the perpetrators in, in the harry brown film it wasn't a documentary but those um those type of people absolutely and um yeah and i just want to put on record like i think just two years in military service for most of the men of this country would work wonderful society yeah, I mean that's a lot of people. Don't, a lot of people well. don't need it. A lot of people don't need it. A lot of people have good upbringings. Yeah. A lot of people have great upbringings and they don't need it. But there is a certain segment of society that don't have the same fortune and opportunity, and they could come from broken homes, etc., where then values aren't installed into them 
because they come from broken families and they just don't know what's what in the world. Yeah. And putting them into a system program with other men that provides structure that gives you a sort of um how do I put it? It gives you gives you something. I mean, because a lot of them are just broken. I just give yeah, I think it shows you what's exactly. right from wrong, doesn't it? Yeah, and it, it probably worked wonders for a certain segment of society. Hey, yeah. Hey. So yeah, try to introduce that. So that's two thousand and nine. Now we we've jumped ahead one year to something I wanted to talk about, which if you know these two actors, I think we've already talked about it. But he he hooked up. With the other person we're talking about today. I beat you. Because I, I jumped ahead to 2009. You might have thought I missed it, but I didn't. I, I jumped it. <laughs> 2008. What was Michael Caine in, Kieran? I'd love to be able to like, pull some of the most obscure film in 2008. That's a weird French film in 2008. Yeah. I'm assuming he was in, let me go for it, The Batman. That's it. Dark Knight, to be exact, with Mr. Christian oh, Bale. Oh, are you saying he wasn't in Batman Begins? I don't think he was in Batman Begins. Was he not in Batman Begins? Surely he was in all three of the trilogy. Was Christian Bale in all three? Yes. Oh. The Nolan trilogy with Christian Bale plays all three. Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and then... So, in 2008, what film do you think he was <laughs> <laughs> I, I missed that. I missed that. I don't think I've even seen Did Batman Begins. Did you miss Batman Begins? Oh, 2005, yeah. A lot of people... It's in my notes. A lot of people miss... Batman Begins, 2005. Guys, so, don't judge him. We should have gone to my segue first, but we'll let him off. Don't let me off. He doesn't know the trilogy that well, but <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, I feel like a prize plum. Um... <laughs> But I was correct. It was in night, uh, the Dark Knight in two thousand and eight. It was actually in the Dark Knight. <laughs> so if we go backwards, he was also in Batman Begins. Mm. Yeah. So he's hooked up with uh, Christian Bale in that. Yeah. And he was also in another um, Christopher Nolan film. Yeah. Come on, do you know? Do you know? Do you know? What, Christian Bale or Michael Caine? Christian Bale and Christian Nolan in this film. In the same film as Michael Caine. What, another Christian Nolan film? Yeah. Christian Bale and Michael Caine in another film. Are they? Mm-hmm. Is it the same film I've got it? written down? Is Christian is. Bale in, in this film? I don't know. You it tell me. begins with a T. No. Maybe then a P. No. Okay. TP. <laughs> TP. <laughs> now he's in a Christian Nolan film, uh, Inception. Michael Caine is in Inception. Oh, okay. Which is another really, really strange film. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah, he's um, Chris, uh, Christopher Nolan's got a bit of a pattern with the actors he uses. Yeah, maybe most of them do like um, uh, Scorsese likes DiCaprio, doesn't he? You know, the Reservoir Dogs, and yeah, the director, Quentin Tarantino, yeah, he likes again, he's a bit of a fan of um, DiCaprio as well, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, anyway, sorry, you were saying, you were saying, so yeah, I, he's just he's gone here and. He's just gone from strength to strength to strength. Do you think he's reached strength. higher heights in this part of his career than he reached? Yes, this is the point I was the getting to. Nineties, seventies, eighties. He just went from he just got bigger and bigger. The older he got. Well, the revelation you've just given to me, or a few minutes ago, about blockbusters, has really sort of changed my perception on because the films I've just listed there. So, Batman Begins because he wasn't that. 
<laughs> Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. You've got, I mean, Austin Powers is arguably a bottluster. Harry Brown, hmm. But Inception and stuff. Huge, huge productions, massive films. But is that just because films are bigger now than they were in the 60s? Potentially, potentially. So, with, I think it's like we talked about the zeitgeist earlier, that they hit the zeitgeist harder. Yeah. You know, this, imagine, let's, let's, let's envision the zeitgeist as a human being. Now they just re- give it one in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> these, these big media... Kick it in. Can I just mention, actually, I've just looked down at my notes. One of the a lot of people miss Batman Begins. It's a shame. It's a great film. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and if Kieran from the Comparison Podcast said so, then he said so. <laughs> what he's going to say, if Kieran from the Comparison Podcast says so, then it's true. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, One of my favourite roles that Michael Caine did. Again, this is another big blockbuster. He was in uh, Now You See Me. Have you ever seen that film? Now You See Me? Yeah. Just describe it a little bit. Oh, you've never seen Now You See Me. You need to see that. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> There's something weird going on there. No, it's... Now I um, see it. What? So, Maybe um, I've seen it. Oh, what's his name in it as well? Jesse Eisenberg, Mark Ruffalo, Isla Fisher, Morgan Freeman. No, I don't think I've Woody seen Harrelson. So, they are magicians, which doesn't sound very good. Well, it's a bit strange that you just said that, because have you ever heard of the film The Prestige? No. With Christopher, that's the film I was talking about a moment ago. Right. With Christopher Nolan, who directed it. Ah, okay. Christian Bale and Matt Payne in it as well. Right, okay. Called The Prestige. No, and no. it's about no. magicians. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it's the same one. No, but Now You yeah. See Me is, um, Now You See Me too, actually. They're, they're, they're magicians, they're illusionists. And it goes on this weird, it's got this really nice story behind it. And it's all about um, the art of, uh, sleight of hand whoa, 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 whoa. and stuff. Is this a piss take of the Prestige? I don't think so. No, because <laughs> this sounds exactly like the Prestige. I've never heard of the Prestige, so <laughs> I, <have to> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's some guys listening to this podcast thinking that can hear. Maybe, maybe we'll just for the first time come across the crazy comparison. But seriously, like what? Like what well, you just explain there? There's this film called Prestige. Yeah, where it's about sleight of hand and stuff like that. Where Christian Bale. Um, Christopher Nolan directed it. Okay. Mark Payne's in it, and um, and Hugh Jackman's in it. Hey, look. Every film's the same, really. <laughs> yes. So it's just it's just kicking on and doing all these fantastic films. And again, he's in Interstellar. Yeah, another Nolan film. He's just really I don't know. It seems to be stratospheric at this point. And I think if you say to a lot of people, can you name an English actor? They would say Michael Caine. So much so, he, he, yeah. he's, he's, yeah. The amount of parodies that have been done by him is just phenomenal. I always think about Michael Caine, and I always wonder if he's as famous in like America and in Europe as yeah. is he, or is he is here. Like, does every American know Michael Caine? Because we know, I guess he's a bit of a doing like a David Attenborough type. Yeah, like he's a bit of a um, that's the word I'm looking for. National Treasure. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. National Treasure. Yeah, I, yeah. He's a National Treasure, is. isn't he? I think it, a lot of it has well become... He, he's almost become, I mean, the word nowadays, meme of himself in terms of uh, not a lot of people know that. Yeah. That was a Peter Sellers thing. And there was the famous Harry Enfield scene, wasn't there, with uh, Michael Payne. 
but it was uh, obviously a parody of Michael Caine with the big thick rimmed glasses where he's staring out the window going, uh, my name's Michael Payne and I'm a nosy name. <laughs> really, really hammering in on the, uh, yeah, the Cockney, the Cockney it. voice. But he's always sort of played into that and he's, he's and this is, arcing back to why he was Nigel Powers, is like, Austin Powers is a bit yeah. of a parody of the spy and, and all that sort of stuff. And it is, he's, he's kind of played fun with it. I mean, why not? And talking about the universe, all he balanced himself out is, I'm sure part of his success was the fact that he could laugh at himself and he could, he could sell parody. Yeah. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it just, it served him well in the end. Do you know what I mean? Like, he didn't, ma- yeah, I'm sure it served him well. And that's probably why he found this um, second wave of success in superstardom in the 2000s and 2010s. Yeah. I just want to have one more thing. When you said Great Escape then, it wasn't in The Great Escape, but there's a brand new film as of recording now, 2023, that Michael Caine's in called The Great Escaper. <laughs> no, this is why I listen to the comparison podcast. But I, I, we're, on the, we're, on, we're on the nub of the future. We are, we're, we're, we've got the hey, finger on the button. Hey, I listened to... Um, our, our episode back for Lennon and Styles because I thought, you know, I'm pretty sure we talked about posthumous music in that episode and saying how John Lennon's finished and and his, his life's died, wow. uh, his life's over, and there'll be no more John Lennon music. And then lo and behold, like a month later, <laughs> there's a brand new Beatles track out and it's John Lennon's voice, which is crazy, crazy. Good. And we've talked about AI and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think. If it's the first time listening, guys, we we, uh, we do a main content episode, which is this one, and then we, we, we carry on doing After Hours. And I wanted to bring it up in After Hours, and I want to talk to you about it and yeah, how they did cool. the song and, and just generally how it is. So tune in if you do want to hear that. But Great Escaper, apparently it's getting rave reviews as well. And it's a, a biographical drama film um, about uh, a, a war veteran. Uh, he sneaks out his care home to go to the 70th anniversary of the D-Day landing in Normandy. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, I've not seen it. It's 2023, so it's brand new. Uh, so I'm going to have to watch it, I think. But yeah, hopefully it'll be good, otherwise I'll waste my time. Anyway, some more Christian Bayali. I think that's what you say if it's Spanish. I don't think it is, but... That's not accurate. I don't know. I can't think about any factors. Give me some more well, Bayal... Bail bits. Mr. Bail. That's good. If you ever get to listen to our podcast, you'd probably be very disappointed with me coming to this part of the um of your of your career. Your career? Yeah. That's okay. what we're discussing, aren't we? His career. Oh right, yeah, his career. Life. Sorry. That's because yeah. we're not. I mean we are discussing life. I thought you were talking about the uh, the uh, listener's career. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> they're gonna be disappointed with their career because they're listening to us. Well, <laughs> well, <yeah>. Maybe. <laughs> that's right. No, I'm listening to this. Um, so, have you ever heard of the rant? No, the Christian Bale rant. It's no. Quite famous. No, I mean maybe, maybe, maybe I've not heard of it as, as named the rant. Well, on an earlier podcast, I was pausing our podcast and recommending our listeners, potentially viewers, now if we have time. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> sorry, if you're not, if you're not, if you are listening. Um, we um we listened once upon a time to or watched I say um the Charlie Chaplin's first video and I'll pause it. Yeah. I'd like to do something similar to that now. Okay. Where, and 
I think I think we can we can put the video the, the video in. It's, I mean, sorry, the uh, the audio in. Yeah, because yeah. Um, it's not copyrighted. It's just some guy chatting. We're we're quite new to podcasting. We're quite new to editing. I don't know any copyrights. And I I think we might be able to mix the audio in. So we're gonna we're gonna watch it and listen to it. Okay, let's do that. Okay. What am I searching for? Just put Christian Bale movie rant. I guess I'll find it. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. I want you off the fucking set, you prick! Sorry. No, don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. The, the fuck are you doing? Are you professional or not? Yes, I am. Do I fucking walk around and rip that? No, shut the fuck up, Bruce. Do I want? No! No! Don't shut me up. Am I gonna walk around and rip your fucking lights down in the middle of a scene? Then why the fuck are you walking right through? Ah, oh, da 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 da, like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? What don't you fucking understand? You got any fucking idea about, hey, it's fucking distracting having somebody walking up behind Bryce in the middle of the fucking scene. Give me a fucking answer. What don't you get about it? I was looking at the light. Oh, good for you. And how was it? I hope it was fucking good because it's useless now, isn't it? Fuck's sake, man, you're amateur. Look, gee, you have fucking something to say to this prick? I didn't see it happen. Well, somebody should be fucking watching and keeping an eye on him. Fair enough. This is the second time that he doesn't give a fuck about what is going on in front of the camera. All right? I, I'm trying to fucking do a scene here and I'm going, why the fuck is Shane walking in there? What is he doing there? Do you understand my mind is not in the scene if you're doing that? I, I absolutely apologize. Sorry, I did not mean anything. Stay off the fucking set, man. For fuck's sake. Right, let's go again. Let's not take a fucking minute. Let's go again! And let's not have you fucking walking in. You're unbelievable, man. You're unfucking believable. Number of times you're strolling and fucking around in the background. I never had a DP behave like this. Ah, you don't fucking understand what it's like working with actors. That's what that is. That's what that is, man. I'm telling you. I'm not asking, I'm telling you. You wouldn't have done that otherwise. I want to fucking kick your fucking ass. You know, shut up for a second, all right? I'm going to go. Do you want me to go fucking trash your lights? Do you want me to fucking trash them? Then why are you trashing my scene? You are trashing my scene. You do it one more fucking time. I ain't walking on this set if you're still hired. I'm fucking serious. You're a nice guy. You're a nice guy. But I don't fucking cut it when you're bullshitting and fucking around like this on set. Yeah, you might get it. He doesn't fucking it. Get, it. It. I get it. You might. I get it. He does not get it. And good adjustments, okay? For real, honestly, I get it. Just walk for five seconds. Just for no, five I don't seconds. need Let's any go. fucking walking. He needs to stop walking. I get that. I ain't the one walking. Seriously, man, you and me, we're fucking done professionally. Fucking ass. Right, so we're back. So we're back. And, um...
What did you think? What was your what was your what was your instinctual instinctual response to that? Um, I mean, you've just had a little bit of a history, and, and yeah. So, what what does what do you mean to that? My instinctual response was, "What was his accent doing?" <laughs> it seemed very all over the place. Well, but... this is his method acting, isn't it? Yeah, I thought the same thing. This is his yeah. method acting. He's got so much into an American role that yeah, he's, yeah. he's he gets he get he lets it take over him. Yeah. Um, I don't want to about that, but I won't. Keep, let's keep talking about this. Yeah. But he's, yeah, I mean, I get the point. The guy's in the mm. back of the shot or yeah. in the back of the scene at yeah. least. It's got to be annoying. Absolutely. Do you, you know try to immerse yourself and you're getting yeah. someone coming in checking lights. So I probably heard that recording for, for the first time maybe 10 years ago, maybe a little bit longer. I'd have been probably in my early 20s. Yeah. And I always find it very shocking. I was like, what a dick. Do you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Like, but as I got older, and I listen back to that, I have a lot more sympathy for Christian Bale. It's like, the guy's trying to fucking work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And this guy, he's like trying to create art. He's like doing something poignant. He's oh. very high grade. He's very into his job. And he knows he can, his job, that's, there's hundreds of millions of riding on it. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to get into the fucking world properly. And this guy's just fucking dally, gallivanting around. Like, oh. I can, as I got older, I can understand the range. Or alternatively to that, have you just become a dick as well? <laughs> so you sympathise? Like a, uh, like a, like a, like a, like a total flip. Yeah, like the sun, like we're just coming harmony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was well, a dick. Well, yeah, so I could argue, yeah, it's very funny. I've just become more of a dick. And those dicks, more dick, I've just lined up with more dick. I've lined up with more dick. No, I, I, I know, I, I completely get but I think this is one of the issues with, um, not issues, but one of the sort of downfalls, I suppose, of uh, method actors, isn't it? Is that they're, they're so immersed and <clears throat> they kind of need that Im- immerse. I think probably immersion. right there's, there's a clash of cultures. Like Christian Bale is a highly professional artist who's deep into his work doing yeah. something. While there's probably a guy there, I mean, I don't know how much he's liked and he should get paid, but probably not as much as Christian Bale's getting paid. Yeah. He's probably just having a day at work. Yeah. And then there's a clash of that. It's like, this guy's just like living his life. And, like, and then he's, he's come across someone who's fucking highly talented. He's like, yeah. Mate. And I'm telling you what, from what I've seen from the um, interviews I've watched to Christian Bale, he seems like a reasonable guy. So yeah. to elicit that response, Potentially, that guy, the lighting guy, was maybe taking the piss. Yeah, but there's also but all um, we hear is all we hear is the aftermath that's yeah, gone viral. Yeah, crazy. yeah, like so. But sometimes I think in society we're not very good at that. What elicited that response? Yeah, we don't see the month before that's led up to that. I think he said it in there, didn't he? He's like, you're always doing this. You're always doing it. Context exactly. is everything. And all we do is we get the we get we get the power, we get the band, we, we hear the we hear the um the thing that's gonna get the clickbait. Yeah. Absolutely. What the hell's Christian been going on for you to get that? There you mentioned something I was gonna come back to. We talked What's about that? um did you talk about method acting and yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we did mention one thing. What's that? The Batman. Um I'm not sure about how we have the timing, but uh Go for it. What's his name? The Australian. I've done this a few times this podcast. The Australian guy. There's a lot of Australian guys. Heath Ledger. Yeah, from the Batman. Yeah. Wasn't it? Isn't it funny that 
Christian Bale is, is famous, apparently not yeah. that famous, because you didn't know that he was a massive method actor. That got yeah. as well. Yeah. Heath Ledger was the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, I've got, another, I've got something to tell you. Um, it was the very first time in his life that he felt inferior on, on set. Oh, Heath Ledger. Wow. And Heath Ledger got... And a lot of people say it, I'm not going to say it, but a lot of people say that this thing on the internet that he felt got so deep that Rolling on killed him. Yeah, yeah. And he got so deep into the role of Joe playing that sort of psychotic guy that he got just went yeah. too deep, went too deep into it. I mean, in terms of the two roles, <clears throat> all right, yeah, Batman's not your normal everyday person, but compared to something like the Joker, you, you can really immerse yourself in that because it is it's such a different role. Yeah, yeah, I, I can say, I mean, he played it brilliantly. Play. The Joker. Have you seen that video? Yeah, I mean, tell you what, I tell you what, go, go sit down and watch that film, The Dark Knight, The Joker, and then. Um, I'll tell you what I found really funny lately. Spectacular, isn't it? Have you seen that video doing the rounds of the bit where um, he's, he's he's visiting uh, Two Face in the hospital, isn't he? Yeah. And he's got a mask covering his mouth. <laughs> he can't know what you're talking about. And, <laughs> and, and, he, and he takes it off. Nolan, what was you doing there? <laughs> and he takes it off, and all of a sudden he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like "But come on, man! Yeah. How did you not tell it was a joke before he took yeah. the mask off?" <laughs> yeah, that's um, yeah. Um, talking about that I moment, I missed that. Talking about that moment was um, a point of interest. Is um, do you know when they're walking when he's walking out from the hospital? Yeah, yeah. and he's trying to detonate it. Yeah. It's a huge scene. They've got one take. Yeah. Been in a hospital. Yeah. The timing went wrong. Yeah, yeah. The timing yeah. was wrong, apparently. Yeah. And, and Christian, and sorry, um, Heath Ledger sorted out perfectly, and he, yeah. he, he, he he brought the Joker into it. Like, yeah, dude, yeah. Dude, what's going on? Why is it not working? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. throws it, and it's like um, a lot of other actors, I think, would have fucked up there. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Fretted shit, like, what's going on? Then it would have exploded. Cost the fucking company millions. Yeah. But no, he, he put it in the, in the, in the final got the cut. scene, yeah, yeah. He got the got scene. Got the scene. Which is, yeah, it's quality, really. And um, that is my take on he, on the uh, On Heath Ledger. On Christian Bale. Christian Bale. So, I'm going to start this next bit, and it really rounds off nicely, because Michael Caine is now officially retired as of the 13th of October, 2023. Is he really? So, yeah. He announced it on the Today programme on Radio 4. What's interesting is um, I was actually thinking like some of these roles that I've brought, Christian Bale, I've brought for his work hasn't, I feel like his work hasn't become too powerful in the last few years. Yeah. I could be wrong, and on the podcast, I could be wrong, like, but I, as far as I'm aware, he was, right. was a lot more poignant. Ten years ago. Yeah, but so here, here we come, we're coming back, right? So he's retiring now. Michael Caine's retiring now. It is fifty nine years since Zulu, okay? And he's gone through this prolific period in the sixties, in the seventies. He's come back in nineteen ninety eight, and then arguably is in the golden golden period in toward the end of his life with Batman, Austin Powers, Harry Brown, Inception. Now you see me. All huge, huge films. So. It comes out, I don't, I think we probably talked about it at the beginning, but what sort of age is Christian about? 47, did you say? He's 49. 49. Oh, two, two years out. Um, so he's 49. So you look at. No, he's, I'm sorry, he's 46. 46. Oh, it's only one year out. Yeah. But um, yeah, 
was Michael Caine is obviously born in 1933, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which makes him. I think I know what you're Makes him 90 this year, so he's he's retiring. No, he's, he's actually turned 90. He's born in March 1933, so so he's already 90. <clears throat> so there's a lot of years there difference. 46 to 90. So he's nearly been alive as twice as long as Christian Bale. Yeah. And arguably he's done some of his best roles and in, in his more high profile stuff in, in the last 10 years. So I think what Michael Caine did extremely well at some point in his career, which a lot of public actors struggle with, is aging. Yeah. And look, when he gets aging, they go, I'm done now. And it's like, well, I can't be what I was. And they and they probably throw in the towel, or they do things. They just do things incorrectly. Yeah. Michael Caine expertly transitioned his 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 career to playing the role that he should be playing. Yeah, as the older gentleman. Yeah, I mean, I think he was that in as well. Um, one of my, I love these films, Kingsman, Kingsman films. Yeah, he was in that as well. And they yeah, shocked me. Yeah, I, I thought. So Kingsman, the big blockbuster on it, yeah. thought, it's not for me, I'm not going to watch that. Yeah. Went to cinema so far. And then probably, I remember several years ago, sitting at home, came on film four, having a few beers with an ex-girlfriend, and like, watching it, I think, and got, really got into it. I was like, yeah. fucking hell, this is pretty good. Do you know, know what I mean? Like, as well, Samuel Wells Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Yeah. No, but he's, 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 yeah, you've got to change, you've got to grow, you've got to adapt. I've got to adapt. I think if you try and, yeah, he, he's, he I can't think be anyone who's probably capable of that is Christian Bale. Yeah. Well, this is what we like to discuss. So there's a, there's, a, there's a role that he came out film recently, and I can't remember what it's called. It's about gangsters for that. And sorry, guys, I'm failing here massively on the comparison podcast. Um, where he put a lot of weight on. Yeah. Put a lot of weight on. Yeah. Got fired. Oh, what's it called? And he plays a sort of gangster. Shaved you there and just like that. And he, Christian Bale. So. I think as James was alluding to is I think Christian Bale of all the actors he's not going to actually be one of these people that aren't past it he probably can adapt yeah but will he is that where we're at will he will he, will he adapt yeah I mean it's what what we want to do and what we want to discuss is uh, Michael Caine 90 years old yeah. he's had a career for the best part of 60 years obviously your man is 46. He's had a better career for, what, the best part of 30 years? Well, you're going to go to that Michael Caine's career and got started after the age of Christian Bale is now. No, he didn't get, no, he didn't get started, did he? No. He went to he the was... stratosphere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, went to the, yeah. He, got, he got bigger yeah. the older he got. This is, what, this is what I'm trying to get at, so... Mm. He's done his, his volume of work. Michael Caine's volume of work is amazing, but he's really coming and, and that is, he's become a national treasure in the later part of his career, if anything. And and he's he's really like done a lot of these bigger films. But again, it, our films just bigger. But in terms of uh, national treasureness, that's definitely not a word. I want it, I, <laughs> I mean, I want it more to this concept of national treasure. Like um, he is, isn't he? No, Michael Caine is, yeah. He's a national treasure. Yeah. He's like, what, he's like, like, absolutely marvellous human being. So, what makes me think, like, acting ability, I'd probably say they're, they're 
they're as equal as anything. You know, they're both phenomenal actors. National treasure wise, now Michael Caine is the remnants of the sixties and the seventies. And so much in Zygast because people have parodied him and he's just been around forever that he's quintessentially British. Yeah, but I always think there's I think a part of this national treasure must come to this this ability to laugh at oneself. Yeah. That I think as we've discovered on the comparison podcast tonight, Christian Bale probably doesn't quite have that. No, I think as we've seen with the Austin Powers, etc. He can laugh at himself. He can make a joke. I think that really is endearing. I think that people love that kind of thing. While we think Christian Bale maybe takes himself a little bit too seriously. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, sorry, Christian. He's he's immersed himself in the roles, which is a, a fantastic way to be. But he's also, I mean, as you as you're hearing from that clip, he he's American. He's Welsh, but he's also right. English. And well, I'll defend him a little bit. Where I think I, so I've seen him in interviews in between films. Yeah, he speaks. He sounds English. Yeah, but I think in that, like, literally, I don't think you're comprehending quite the the, the method acting. <laughs> like, so, so, so method acting is yeah. like even in between, even in between scenes. Yeah, you're yeah. staying in that in the character. In that character. Yeah. So that's why he's speaking that American acting. Yeah, like. like Potentially, if it was a, if it was a six month shoot, mm. he probably spoken in an American actor for six months. Yeah, that's okay. what a method actor is. Yeah, but you know, well, Mike, yeah. <laughs> is that what you're saying? No, Michael Caine is just quintessentially British. Yeah, he's a Cockney swinging sixties elder statesman gentleman. Yeah, I'm. Um, We've had a couple of draws on the comparison podcast. I feel like we're starting, to, we're starting to fight now, aren't we, over our guys? We're not starting to fight because yeah, this yeah. isn't a fight. It'd yeah, be a slaughter. It'd be a slaughter because Michael Caine's 90 years old. <laughs> but no, I think it, it's quite yeah. peculiar because Sir Michael Caine, for Sir. A, Sir Michael Caine, for a film star, he's only, he's only, only I say only, is only worth ninety million dollars. That's his net worth as of twenty twenty three. Chump change. It is chump change. I think it's quite low in terms of some that much of a career. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. Yeah, someone's worked until I mean his latest mm-hmm. film is ninety years old. It's a funny thing because the thing is that maybe we're comparing uh, indirectly and maybe wrongly to like. Entrepreneurs and um, scientists and uh, tech billionaires. Do you know I mean, like, he's an actor. He, he goes on stage and he pretends to be someone. For when ninety million pounds is still pretty good. No, it's not bad. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, but if we was comparing with the Rock, for example, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson, like, is that what you're saying? Like, where you yeah, I just think it pales for, in comparison. I think but for, for someone who's done such a good job. I think for someone who's worked since yeah, fifty nine years. Yeah. <laughs> Since 19, 1964. The thing is, he's doing all right. He can do what he wants. <laughs> he's only got <laughs> 90 million. Do you know what I mean? Let's, let's not forget that. He's, he's, it's, okay, it's okay. He's doing all right, yeah. He's not doing too bad. Well, it's a question I'm going to ask you. Yeah. And I've just looked the answer, so. Yeah. What's Christian Bell's net worth? I'm gonna say and this is this is gonna so I watched this is gonna throw this is gonna throw some real context on what I just said. I watched some um I watched some, I watched a thing earlier and he, 
an interview with him earlier, and he said that when he um, when he did Batman Begins, he could pay off his house. I was like, in my head, he was like, he was already quite a successful actor. Yeah. He was like, but he's like, he's like, and I watched his interview with him earlier. He was like, well, I, I did Batman. Is it? And my agent was like, oh, if you play Batman, if you play Batman, you might never get another role again. You get typecast. He's like, well, if I play Batman, I don't know. I pay off my house. It's a huge thing for me. So but I was like. Oh. Expensive your house, mate. I mean, I feel he's a pretty big actor, as it is. It's not having a two bed, two down. No, it's definitely not, mate. So maybe he's talking Talk about down. huge mansions, like. So what was what what what's um old Mister Kane earned? Ninety so, million. Ninety million. Net ninety worth. million. You're, you you always finish on net worth, don't you? I like I like a net worth question. I think it's easy to do a net worth. I'm gonna question. Have to, I'm gonna have to say this is very very difficult. I'm gonna have to say eighty million. Sorry, but that is the wrong answer. <laughs> yeah. According to the internet, which is obviously a grain of salt, but it's just, for context, it's the same place I found <clears throat> Michael Caine's net worth. Christian Bale's net worth, $120 million. Yeah. So, a guy that's had a 60-year career. <laughs> but I think it comes back to your point of like how the industry changed. Yeah, films are bigger yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. This is what I'm saying. So he's been so yeah. prolific, done 160 films, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's still only worth 90 million dollars. Yeah. And Christian Bale's done a damn sight less than 160. I mean, not taken away from him, but it's damn sight less than 160, yeah. and he's worth 120. Yeah. So just a little, little 30 no, million. That's interesting. More. <laughs> it's all about context. It's very, very interesting. It is. Um, we've had a couple of draws, but I think this one's a. Smash. I think this one's out of the park. That's my opinion. Well, will you tell me your opinion then? No, you're completely right. Michael King actually <laughs> smashed him out of the park. Like, Michael King's a national trailer. He's done a ridiculous amount of film. Um, the film that he's been in probably moved me more than um, uh, uh, Christian Bale's. Christian Bale's done a great job, though. Like, he's been in... He's been, what we have to what we have to remember is sometimes like the people that are in great films remember that they're probably great because of the people that was in them. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, like yeah. we go, oh well, the story's great. And like no, yeah, well, yeah, it's it's a combination of many factors, but a lot of the time it is because the person performs extremely well. For example, in yeah. American Psycho, in yeah. The Batman, in etc. etc. Christian Bale is a fantastic actor, but he pales in comparison to Michael Caine. Yeah, no, I think I think. Well, well, well. I say, I say, pulls a comparison as, 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 as just judging on a completely acting basis. I would struggle to say who's better. I mean, they're not. Yeah, that's exactly but, what I was just about to say. In career, in career, yeah. Like, yeah, we, we, we are going to sign Matt Cain tonight. Yeah, aren't we? this was just about to say. I think in terms of acting ability, I think it's parity, and they're they're, they're, they're slightly different styles Bale, and stuff. Could go on to have a couple quite decades, and then he could come back yeah. again. Well, listen, this is the whole thing about the comparison podcast that we like to do is Michael Caine is now retired. He's at the end of his career. He's going to be remembered for a long time to come. Definitely, he's not as he's not as, as we've done quite historical figures before hundreds of years. Obviously, Michael Caine is present really. Um, he's in, in sixty years uh, since his first film. But do you think Christian Bale is going to be as, as much of a national treasure at 90 years old than Michael Caine is currently? I don't think so, because I don't think his character is as endearing. But um, I think he could go on to be 
Nice special. I think he could. I think he could go on. I think he's got. I think he's got many roles in him still. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I think he's very versatile. I think. He, I think he's just gonna have to start hitting. I tell you, the, the the best thing I think is can happen to so many actors that that hasn't seemed to have happened to Christian Bale is typecasting. I think if you typecast, you 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 buggered. <laughs> yeah. If you get one one role and that's how you're going to be, then but it, Christian Bale's kicking on doing all of it, which is the same as Michael Caine. He's gone from Zulu. Which is a part of his talent, by the way, with um, Christian Bale. That, yeah, that it can it can move. He Just can keep move on physically. He can, he can completely reinvent himself for the new role. Yeah, absolutely. So we're settling that Michael Caine's better. Yeah, it's all the same. Yeah, completely. In this, in this, in this, in this debate, I mean, he's just completely. Um, he's he's like double jabbed. He's double jabbed Christian. Christian's hit hit the ropes, and then he's hit right hook, and then he's like, "On get your fucking in line, you love." So let's put a pin in this, mm. and in uh, what's he forty seven ninety? So forty five years. We'll come back and we'll touch see Christian's do done anything. See if he's done anything. Well, I have a good time. Have you had a good time? An excellent time. I want to do a bit of uh, housekeeping. You want me to start your house? No. <laughs> We've started a YouTube channel, haven't we? Oh, sorry. Um, housekeeping. Let let everyone know that they, they've made it to one hour 20 plus. That yeah. We, we, we're, start, so we're, we're, we're starting we're, our social media presence, aren't we? We're on many platforms at the minute, um, guys. Um, if you're listening to this on one of the various um, audio platforms that we're on, that's absolutely fantastic. We was uploading my um, we was uploading our channel to my my our our podcast to my channel, um, but what we've done we've we've decided to put it on a on a separate channel, and it's just going to be the comparison podcast. We're only on episode five. There's going to be hundreds of these guys, don't worry. Like you, you get, you in, case, in, case, in case you were panicked. Settle in. If you're panicking, if you're having a little panic attack, it's okay. We've got you. We've got you back for the next 10 years. There's so many shit. Yeah. There's so much shit we can compare. So I think... I think thinking in, about doing chocolate bars one day. This is... Yeah. I want to... I want any listener, I want you to know the breadth this could go. We can do... We can do <laughs> philosophies. We can do chocolate bars. And we can do... And we can do people. It just, it's just going to go on forever. I think. Right. That's where we can go with it all the time, isn't it? Um, what I was going to say is we've now got Instagram. Like, I made a joke about, oh, yeah, like, comment, share. That's what the people say. Mm-hmm. But actually, we've got an Instagram. We've got a Facebook now. We've got a YouTube now. And it would be good to have some sort of uh, listening engagement. So if you are listening, it would be great to hear from you. Mm, um, absolutely. We haven't heard back from our one person that commented. <laughs> But we have moved channels, so maybe I haven't found yeah, us yet. That's, I was just thinking about that. We, we, did a, we did a nice comment from a guy, but we've taken the content off my. So that was my thing. It was about it was on my personal channel. Yeah. Which um, I'm going. We, we've decided to professionalise the comparison podcast. Is going to have its own YouTube channel yeah. just for its own content and not my stories. So. Which I'll plug later in the future. Yeah, I mean we'll put links in in all the. Yeah. Is this, well, you say you put links in the description. Yeah, we can just. Link I mean, look. That, I think. We're a plumber and a care worker trying to do a podcast. I'm not a care worker, mate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's for after hours. That's for after hours. Tune in for after hours. And uh, yeah, if, if you, you listen to the app, you may, maybe you already know. <laughs> you can hear the update of Kieran's story. Um, we're done. 
Michael Caine is better than Christian Bale. Of course. We are now, we've got a social media presence. Have you got anything else to add to this episode, or are we going to save it all for the after hours? Got nothing to add. Come to the after hours if you want to hear some, some rubbish. <laughs> but honestly, I listened to one of our after hours today, and I was like, what the hell am I saying? But <laughs> apparently, apparently it's got more downloads than <laughs> yeah. some of the other content. If, if this is the first time listening to any of our episodes, we do an after hours. Where it's just for me and Kieran, pretty much, and we just release it anyway. We talk about the week. We talk, we talk about, about the our lives. We talk about what's going on. We drink, we drink a lot more beers than we do during the main cast. <laughs> Honestly, to be honest, come along. Have come along. It's a good fun. Um, I'm dumb. Are you dumb? Yeah. We have an absolute win for Mr. Michael Kane. Sir Michael Kane. Sir oh my Michael God. Kane. You've taken nothing from this. You're only supposed to. You're only supposed to call me Sir Michael Caine. (laughs) Not a lot of people know that. All right. Goodbye. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.